it's a little stock. Base all, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Buzzard buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. Hey, Kurt! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy. Yo, Duder, this is Bob O'Rourke from Chicago, Jeff and Shane's OG guest and ratings bar setter. And you're listening to him podcast for all. All right, then. Podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Season 8, Episode 3, Episode 101, when you tally them up. Hell of a week uh, last night, or last week, bud. Yeah, it's it's been quite the week. We've had a little bit of buzz around the Atfa camp, and it's been nice. A little buzz, a little attention. What do they call that shit? Clickbait material? Clickbait? Noriety? <laughs> Blabbermouth made Shane and Jeff... Uh, clickable, I would say. Clickable for lots and lots of people to hear. <laughs> so thank you, Blabbermouth. 22,000 people listened. I wonder when they click on that link of the Blabbermouth stuff, if they listen to the entire episode or they skip through it or you fast forward or they hear the first 10 seconds and go, what the hell is this? This is a really long build up to some people talking. <laughs> it sounds like they're in therapy. You know, I wonder how many people listened to the whole episode because I'm pretty sure the whole article was based around a certain question that was asked at the very end of the episode. That's true. It's like the second to last question. So, you know, for all the people that listen to it all the way through, you get a golf clap. And a golf clap. And a golf clap to Mr. Sam Gray from To Live is to DFW. Definitely get to golf clap. Thanks, Sam. Who would have thought the question about Dave Mustaine would be a blabbermouth clickable material piece for Mr. Phil Toll, episode 100? Did you happen to read any of the comments on the on the blabbermouth page? <laughs> I did. They it were was quite a lot. <laughs> it was comical. People were really, you know, I was worried at first that people might say, "All right, what is this podcast? Why are people listening to this?" Blah blah blah. But it was all pretty much hate directed at blabbermouth. <laughs> Because they're like, either it went one way where it was, this was so long ago, old Mm -hmm. news, we already know, or it was the other way, which I saw a couple of the same comments that were along the lines of, who cares, it was a shitty documentary for an even shittier album. So There was a lot of that. People ripping on, obviously, St. Anger, but (laughs) ripping on the documentary, I'm like, come on, no matter how much hate there is, you can't rip on that movie. 
I love seeing the hate for that and Saint Anger. Obviously, because I love it so much. Oh well, yeah, but it's right up your It's alley, just, dude. it's hilarious to read that stuff. I went through there for probably a good five minutes, just scrolling through the hundreds and hundreds of comments. Good stuff. People either love or hate Metallica, love or hate Phil, love or hate you and I, and mm. more like hate Saint Anger. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much all just hate on Saint Anger. Maybe uh, if you, if you just want some hate train mail this week, people, some some big haters, just go to Blabbermouth, look at the comments. There's only a thousand and thirty by now, and most of them are the same. You'll, you'll get a hint after five minutes. I looked at it for probably ten minutes, and I'm like, all right, seen it all. Next, it was comedy for a few minutes, and then after that, it it goes away. It was, dude. We got some Clover mail. That's uh, for you people new to him podcast. For all the the good mail inbox, uh, people enjoyed Phil. Part two. I enjoyed Phil Part Two. I don't like having repeats. I don't like digging back in the past, but it, it, it was just meant to be, and I had a lot of fun. Phil, if you're listening, thanks again. Yes, thanks, Phil. And you know what? I think he even mentioned something about possibly doing a, a trilogy with us. So maybe three point Yeah, you know, we can we can repeat this maybe once more, twice more. You know, you never know. Maybe next year. Maybe next month. Who knows? Picture the world may never know. Picture Phil and I. Picture <laughs> Phil breaking you and I down, and the Bob signal appears. That's you know. <laughs> now you're talking clickbait material. Here we go. Pretty soon we're gonna have a Bob signal light. It's just gonna flash for everyone to see. Will it look like the Batman logo? Yeah, but I think it's just gonna be a silhouette of Bob's face. That's true. I think that'd work. Speaking of, what did I just? <sighs> You know when you have a thought and it just escapes you and you feel like you're 85 years old? All day. What? You know, and the, um, the, the worst is when I'm at work and I know what I'm trying to say and right. then I say the complete wrong thing and then I look like the idiot because I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Oh, you said now you're talking. Speaking of now <laughs> you're talking, one of our first guests ever on Podcast for All, Mr. Aaron Ginther from Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. hung out with the one and only... Clark W. Griswold, Chevy Chase this past weekend. The pictures he sent me and posted were fucking epic. Aaron, if you're listening, I am more jealous than a Metallica meet and greet for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely got to say that would be up there. Super oh, jealous. I saw the pictures. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo was there too. I mean, yeah, Ellen. And I think, you know, it was like a, it was a convention, right? So it was a kind of like a comic con i don't quote me on this but it was something like that in uh, pittsburgh i'm pretty sure christopher lloyd the one that played doc brown i think you yes. got a picture with him as well yes i saw that i mean when you get a picture with doc brown and clark griswold in the same day does it get any better than that that's the sign of making it that is a sign i mean does it does it go higher than number one the no and aaron's shirt was custom made about <laughs> The department store, uh, nipply seen in Christmas Vacation. That's right. That's right. Nipple? That's a great nipple? shirt. Nipply? Nipple? Nippy? Uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, there is a nip in the air. <laughs> Can't see the line. Can you, Ross? Well, that's my name. No shit. <laughs> Tis the season to be merry. <laughs> well, that's my name. According to Ginther, Chevy recreated that entire like part for Aaron. I'm like, Please. you mean he actually sat there and said the lines, and he's like, yes. Please tell me someone got a video of it. Oh, if you How had could a, you not, I'd be like, Chevy, hold on, hold on. 
lights, camera, action. Right. Knowing our love for National Lampoons and especially the Griswolds, if if you could have Chevy recreate one scene right in front of you at this autograph table, what would it be? I thought about that yesterday, and I'm like, that would be tough to make it one decision to say. You got this one thing to say. That's like asking James one word to span your entire career. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And you one can't scene. It. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would. There's too many good ones. I don't even know which one I would pick. I don't know. Would I pick something from Christmas Vacation? Would I go regular vacation? I mean, hell, there's even some good one-liners in European vacation. I know. Just looking for the Bible. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think it'd be when they're in the thunderstorm and he slams on the brakes and goes, I think you're all fucked in the head. That Either that or when he has his breakdown in Christmas Vacation. Oh, hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> <laughs> We're four hour, we're five hours from the fucking fun park, and you want to bail out? Well, I'll tell you something. Now, this isn't a vacation. This is a quest. A quest this is a quest fun. for fun. You're gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> Man, but hearing him talk about you Bing okay, Crosby Dad? tap Don't dancing, touch. Don't touch. Hearing him talk about Bing Crosby tap dancing like Danny fucking Kane. I mean, that might be pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally a, a million dollar question. Yeah, there's too many good ones. Like, I've had enough Metallica meet and greets where what I've had to say and ask, I've I've checked that box. Mm-hmm. I think Chevy Chase is the priority right now. So you're saying that some of these conventions oh. that are going on, maybe we should travel. Maybe see if some ATFA alumni want to travel with us. We'll go meet Chevy. Go meet Christopher Lloyd. You never Pete know who we can meet. and Sarah Sovic were, at, were there with the Ginthers as well. I've always wanted to go to something like that, not going to lie, but I don't I've never ever, been to one. I've never been to one. Um, I see a lot of the, <clears throat> the horror movie ones. I'd like to meet the guys from like, you know, the Rob Zombie movies, Bill Mosley and stuff like that. I mean, it would be be really cool, but I never know when they are. And I guess I guess you could Google it, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a little bit of work. Maybe we should just have Chevy on the show. Yeah, Aaron, if you're listening, if you got Chevy's number, hit him up, say yo, we're good. I would this be This is nervous. crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. I would be so nervous for that. It would I would have to do a little pre gaming before having Mr. Chase on. Who would you be more nervous for? Chevy or I don't want to go Lars, that's too big. Uh um, yeah, non Metallica. Dave. I'd be as nervous as a pedophile at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, man, that might be the quote of the evening. Dave as in Dave Mustard Mustang. Yeah, Dave Mustang, Dave Ford Mustang. <laughs> I think I'd be pretty cool around him, a podcast would, interview-wise. I think I could be, too. I'd be like, do you remember that time that you gave me a dirty look because I said I like Mesa Amps better than Marshall? That is true. Even though I was wearing a Marshall shirt, he probably thought I was a poser. Dave, no one knows this, but you remember that time you wrote a song called The Four Horsemen? <laughs> the Mechanics? Were you a mechanic? Is that why you wrote it? Did you? Like I think if Dave cars? was in a good mood, we could actually tease and have some laughs with him. I don't think Dave is as grumpy as he used to be. No. He doesn't seem that way. He seems pretty relaxed in his, I don't want to say old age, because I wouldn't consider him an old man yet, but he's older age. I have to admit something. 
Wasn't nervous for Phil. I was pretty chill for Chris Jericho. Our first ultra extra special guest, Mr. Edwin Outwater. <laughs> I was so nervous for that. I was nervous. And it was one of our best. I was, that was an definitely awesome nervous. Episode. Yeah. SNM2 was still fresh then, so he was on this big plateau. And I mean, he's a well known guy. It was just our, our first special guest. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect going into it, talking to someone that, you know, is either famous or borderline famous. I mean, obviously at that time, I, I, I don't know if I want to necessarily call him famous, but he definitely had a lot of publicity. He was he was in the eye. A well-known um, individual. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Great guy. Great conversation. That was a long time ago. Man, I still lived in an apartment then. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the Iron Foundry. <laughs> Skithy and sweet, baby. Good memories. See, there's nothing wrong with taking a little trip down memory lane every once in a while on M Podcast for All. I love it. It's when Lars walked out at <clears throat> intermission and said, Welcome 19 times. Just like <laughs> Bob O'Rourke's um, All Night All Nightmare Nightmare. Set. There you go. I couldn't think about it. Don't worry. I got By you. the way, you're going to hear me say awe a lot tonight. You're going to hear Jeff say, I mean, I mean, you know, like like a lot because this is not getting edited because there's no time to edit this week that's all right raw unedited unfiltered uncut raw uncircumcised uncircumcised. (laughs) uh (laughs) dude it's just really organic man it was my best friend in high school was uncircumcised huh i don't it was how do you how do you know this did he tell you well, we played sports and we're on the same teams. And, you know, sooner or later, you're locker in the locker room. room and you're like, dude, what the hell? Dude, like, what's going on there, buddy? Dude, you think I'm he's not gonna, looking, but I'm looking. Right. Is he going to be upset now that you just threw his business out on the street? I mean, you didn't say his name, but. I don't know if he listens to this show, to be honest with you. Well, it's time to send him a link. Tell I him will. to download, subscribe, seven-star review. Leave a review, iTunes review, seven star, none of that five star shit, and listen around the 10 to 15 minute mark for your uncircumcised detail of the night, Mr. His initials are PC. Oh, Mr. Politically Correct. Okay. (laughs) I see what's going on here. Great transition. (laughs) I like that. I guess your parents decide if you're going to be circumcised because I don't think I had a say in it. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a say in it either, so... I'm glad they decided. I did, you know. You got to do it. It keeps the dirt out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to get a little, you know, feel bad for my lady. This is episode 101, totally unrehearsed, unset list written, uncut, no plans, non edited, ums, I like, um, I mean, and we're talking about cock. Hey, whatever floats the boat, I guess. Dude. Anybody can say anything on a podcast for all. Now, whether or not we edit it out, that's another story. <laughs> no, this is unedited. It's Monday night, and this is going to be live on Wednesday, early, early morning. So good luck, everyone. Yeah, I think it gets posted, what, late tomorrow night to... That is true. See? There'll be an intro of Lars saying, I think it's a little stock, but other than that, there's going to be no tracks, and it's just Jeff and I babbling. Babble 101, that's the name of the episode. 101 <clears throat> Dalmatians. No, 101 Babbles. <laughs> it's like a college course, Babble 101. 
The good old college dropout try. Yeah. Good enough <laughs> degree. GED. <laughs> That's a good one. I never thought about it that way. I forgot to ask you, and I have not talked to you since this. You went to Bon Jovi last week. I did. The Jovester XL. That place, I forget how great XL sounds. I mean, don't get me wrong, Target Center sounds pretty good, but goddamn, XL sounds good. This is the XL Energy Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes, sir. The parking sucks. That's why Target Center is better, and I think that's why more people go to the Target Center, because even though it's Minneapolis, the parking is a little bit it's a little bit friendlier getting around in Minneapolis. Believe it or not, people, is a little bit friendlier than St. Paul. Yeah, St. Paul is all backwards. None of the streets are it's like northeast, spaghetti. southwest. It's this shithole. It's literally just spaghetti. Spaghetti <laughs> Junction, yeah. But I've got so um, many good memories at both buildings, it's hard for me to pick one. You know, I think I think Target Center is more legendary, obviously, but XL is a superior venue. I have <clears> played <throat> drums in front of 18,000 inside of XL. <laughs> Let's not forget that. And how did it sound? I don't enough. remember how it sounded because it was a out-of-body experience. <laughs> blacked out throughout that whole experience. Is that is that a bittersweet moment for you? The fact that that's probably, I mean, yes. that's got to be the biggest moment. I'm looking at the picture right now on the wall. At the same time, it's probably hard to remember and actually recall what it felt like. It was very blurry. If you're new to him, Podcast for All, I got pulled on stage... August of 2004 on the St. Anger Tour to play Seek and Destroy on the mighty green sparkle Tama and, like I said, an out-of-body experience. Shane sat down and said, damn, this dude is one tiny motherfucker. (laughs) I said, I'm circumcised. I don't fit on this drum stool. You little Danish cocker. (laughs) Lars, can I piss on your stool too? I gotta piss. I've been holding it the whole time. I've been riding the rail. That's my 15 minutes of my life, dude. I don't know if it's going to be topped. You never know. We might still get the opportunity in our career to potentially share the stage with them. And I think that might top it, right? I would say that would top everything. And next to your daughters being born, it would probably be right there next to them. (laughs) Right there. It'd be real close. And on the days you're pissed off with your daughters, it would top that. It would top it. I'd be like, you know what? (laughs) I opened for Metallica. So (laughs) I don't have kids, so I can't speak to that. I've had a couple dogs in my life, but I can't imagine having daughters topping playing with Metallica until they piss you off and until they piss you off, spill something on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. See, I think you understand how it goes. Anyways, so many more I've seen, sorry, I've seen. No, you're good. A lot more shows at Target Center. I have a lot more memories at Target Center, but obviously when Lars pulls you up to count and seek at Excel, that's. That's up there, and I've probably seen a half a dozen shows at Excel, and probably, I'm not exaggerating, 30 to 40 over at Target Center. Yeah, I've seen a few at Target. Uh, I, I actually think I've seen more concerts at Excel, probably solely based off of Jovi alone. <laughs> it does sound good in there. I know what you mean. It just has great acoustics. Everything sounds so full. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, new arena, better mm-hmm. acoustics, a lot better roof, a lot better everything. That's a great building. It's a great building. So how was it? You know, obviously he's getting older. He can't sing oh, like he used no, to. Don't say it. He can't sing like he used to. He but, didn't you know, meal that shit, did he? No, he didn't. This is where I give him credit. So a lot of people are going to probably rip 
but some of the songs that are too high for him to sing, he sings an octave lower and David Bryan and the guitar player and everyone else sings the octave higher with the harmonies. So oh, it's it still a little sounds, Alice in Chains uh, technique. Absolutely. You get everybody in there. Hugh McDonald, the bass player, they got a percussionist and David's awesome. Like, everybody's up there singing and it makes it sound extremely full without Jovi trying to to pull off a Vince and be like, you know what? I'm going to let ego get involved. I'm going to sing it how I used to and just butcher it. Nope. He, he brings it down. He humbles himself a little bit. I'm sure for him, it's probably hard to accept that, but as a fan and a fan of him for a long time and seen a lot of shows, yeah. I think it's good. I think that's the way it's kind of like, I don't want to compare it too closely, but, kind of like Metallica bringing it back a little bit in the in the pocket, you know, a little bit more album speed. So he didn't push it at all? He even try? Some of the songs he pushed it a little bit where he knew he could hit it and it didn't sound terrible, but the songs that there was just no no shot in hell, no, he, he brought he it back me? a little bit. <laughs> hey, Tico's still sounding solid, though. I'll give him that. Tico is a solid drummer slash percussionist. He is... To me, a was very he, was very, he rocking the gloves? He's always rocking the gloves. I still love has those. the yeah, head, yeah. the drumsticks, still the same ones. And, yep. But you know, I feel like he's a very underrated drummer because he played in Jovi. It's not really flashy music, but when you see him live, you see the things he's doing. I mean, he adds a lot more to it in a live setting, and I just feel like he's a really good, like in the pocket type of drummer. You know what I mean? Kind of like a a flashier Phil Rudd, if you will. You just said, you know what I mean, three times in twelve seconds. I loved it. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, no. do you know? Do you know what I mean, Shane? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you know what I'm saying, if you know what I'm saying. Why are you counting all my no means? <laughs> Tico, Tico is solid. But why did John not call me? Because I can sing Bon Jovi. Are we gonna take a little trip down karaoke lane? I gotta think of my Crossroads CD because that's Crossroads Bon Jovi was my go-to in high school. There's some good cuts. I kind of th- I'm trying to think of a lyric line from uh, Better Roses. Kind of a greatest hits, <clears throat> and then he also added uh, what was it? Always For tonight, I sleep on a bed of nails. It's like nails, dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, John, you ain't never slept on nails. You're too rich for that. Have a nice day. Hey, yeah. It's hard not to head field that. Yeah. <laughs> nice day. What's what's the line where he says, is it a bottle of vodka in his head on Better Roses? Something like that. Honestly, I'm, I've always been kind of bad like with lyrics. And even in Dude, it's Bon like, Jovi. It's all about the vocals. It ain't about the fucking riff. He doesn't play Better Roses live anymore. He doesn't? No. There's they, no do, piano? He, they didn't. Well, no, David Bryan is still there, but they don't, they didn't even play Runaway. I was so surprised. She's a little runaway. There we go. Closed with, I think it was Bad Medicine, which, I mean, that's a, that's a good closer. Close. Wow. Where was Living on a Prayer? Don't say the opener. No, no. They opened up with a new song off their new record. Come on. Yeah, no, he, that's not cool. It was interesting. It worked because of they had these LED screens that are transparent that would come down and they'd move an angle and different things. And the light show, obviously, it's a Jovi concert. So, you know, the light show was just it was incredible. But 
yeah, those LED screens and how they moved and how they were at different angles, it just kind of brought whole new you know, dimensions to the stage. You're saying it was a Shane kind of production night. I wouldn't go that far. I feel like you would have wanted just an extra step, but it was cool because they had all of the. All I the want some risers. I want some ramps. <laughs> there, there was it was somewhat multi-tiered, but the, okay, that's the, fine. Where so there was the the I screens like in the back. There was like five of them or five or six of them, but all the lighting trusses they were on hydraulics, so they moved up and down and changed levels when they what? were going about. So it looked pretty wow. cool. The trusses cool. moved? Yeah, they were like moving up and down behind the stage and stuff. That's legit. It was pretty cool. <laughs> that is some legit shit. Not cheap either, everyone. Right. That's what I was thinking. I told my uncle, I said, you see that production? I said, just for those lighting trusses oh, alone, God. I'm like, I I don't even know how much those would cost. Too much. If you have Someday. to ask, too much. Yeah. If you have to think about it, it's out of it's the budget. It's too much. <laughs> She's a little runaway. Daddy's girl. <laughs> you got That's it. That's how it goes. You got it. I'm trying to think. Cause a bottle of vodka still wedged in my head. Some blonde gave me nightmares. Now I'm on to it. That's how it goes. You're getting closer. I haven't listened closer. to Crossroads forever. What are some other songs on there? I'm not going to lie. Better Roses wasn't my favorite jam. Well, I mean, Bad it was kind of medicine. Dun, 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 I think Limit on a Prayer. Like, it was mostly a greatest hits with Always. He, they recorded that and put that out there so it could be considered an album. But I think everything else that's on there is it's like a greatest hits type of deal. I hate to burst your bubble, but I didn't know Bon Jovi even had a new record out. Well, if you want to call it new, it came out in 2020. Oh, a little COVID action. And the album is called 2020. And there's only a few songs on there that I'm like, and usually I love the stuff Jovi's doing, but I'm feeling like it was a little, for lack of better terms, and you'll know what I mean when I say this, it's a little 2020-ish. <laughs> is it better than Black in 2020? Because we all know Jeff's not a fan of Black in 2020. At times, yes, it is better. At times. Lay your hands on me. <laughs> Oh man! I'll be there for you. These five (laughs) words, I swear to you. When you when I breathe, I want to be the air for you. See, there you go. Look at this. Look at this collection of Jovi. There for Jeff Winslow. Oh yeah, look at all that, dude. I'm (laughs) looking at your iPhone right now. How many albums are on your phone? Or is that Apple Music? No, that's that's well, it's Apple Music. But these are all the ones and everything, everything I need. (laughs) How many records does that fucker have? Is that the whole? That's a that's pretty much forty five year vault. That's like everything. The forty forty five. They're probably coming up on forty years. Yeah, well, the first record was what eighty three. I was gonna say Metallica is just a few years older. They're coming up on forty. I'll be there for you. Oh, in and out of love. That's kind of like a. That's a great song. The music to that song is like disco kiss. In and out of love. It's like disco kiss meets 80s hair metal. That's true. I'm just looking through the track list here. It's bringing back a lot of memories of making out with 10th graders in my 1990s Cutlass Supreme. I just want to go on record saying that, and I've said this for years, I personally think that Richie Sambora is the most underrated guitar. I said just guitar. He's the most underrated guitar player. When you think of 
Yeah, when you think of Jovi songs, think of there's some iconic riffs in there that are very overlooked. Very much so. And not only that, but if you dive in deep to the songs that weren't quote-unquote radio songs, he actually does a decent amount of shredding in some of those songs, especially in the early years, like all the way up to, I would say, Keep the Faith. Mm-hmm. And on Keep the Faith, he's, there's some shredding songs on there. You know, as far as his solos go, it's like, damn, this dude never got enough credit. And he could sing like a motherfucker. Yes, absolutely. It, other than Peter Frampton, who has a more iconic right. talk box sound. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a very good point. <laughs> if it wasn't Frampton, it would be Richie. It would be Richie, yeah. With I mean I think of yeah. all the work Bob Rock did with Jovi, but think of Richie's solo shit. That was all Bob as well. Yeah. And some amazing uh tracks on there that nobody really knows about because Sambor's solo stuff didn't really get that big. It didn't get that big. And it's funny because you get people you get people like my dad who really is not a Jovi fan by any means. Doesn't doesn't like Jovi. Likes Tico, likes Richie, but doesn't doesn't really like Bon Jovi's music just in general, but loves Richie Sambora's voice. Thinks he's a great singer, but doesn't like John. If you took John out of the mix, just think of how iconic the music still is though. Oh, absolutely. Think about the You don't main... need lyrics. When you hear the Jovi like kind of name that tune shit, you know right away it's them. There's some of them that are very iconic that I'd put up there with Back in Black, Enter Sandman. Think of the intro riff to right. to Wanted Dead or Alive. Sure. I mean, come on, everybody knows that fucking riff. You hear that? It's an iconic riff. Only the names will change every day. And the nice thing with Jovi, as long as he's playing hits, dude doesn't even need to sing. During that song, he kind of just backed up in the whole entire fucking arena. I mean, they're the loudest crowd I've ever heard at any concert for sure. What? Still to this day. Yeah, I I guess I could say that. I haven't, I have to admit this. I've never seen him live, but I, I can see that, especially with the number of chicks screaming and singing too. Definitely not the loudest band by any means. I mean, no, I loud enough. That. I bet yeah. it was a tight, maybe a hundred decibels max. Yeah, hundred, hundred five is my guess. Yeah, sounded good. Loud. Sounded good. Sounded full, but definitely not not metallic loud, not in your face. But the crowd, they scream so loud that it actually hurts your ears. You're like, God damn! Like I didn't think that an arena could get that loud. That's I've seen it's chicks, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, the chicks Real are getting full. a little bit older, lot but they sap. can lost out. They're getting a little bit older, but they can still scream. How many good-looking girls were there? Be honest. You know, it was a little bit more 50-50 this time where normally when I see Jovi, it's like, damn, it's always, you know, but Now are they all the 50-year-olds now or is it still 20-year-olds discovering John? There's a surprising amount of of people my age and younger there. There was kids really? there. There's kids there. I can see kids. I can see that kind of Metallica three generations thing mm-hmm. now when you go to a show and see that. I, you know, when you get to Jovi, the I level, can see that. Yeah, when you get to the level of Metallica, you get to the level of Jovi. When you have that commercialized success, that it's just so mainstream throughout anybody's home. I mean, you could watch a, a football right. game and you could hear, you could hear everything from Runaway or Living on a Prayer, Wanted right. Dead or Alive, to Enter Sandman, for whom the bell tolls. So it's become very mainstream, and when you're on that level, you have the 
the potential, I guess, to have that multi-generational crowd. It's cool. It's cool as hell. I've seen it growing up, going to Metallica and Jovi now. You know, I was a kid when I first saw both of them. <laughs> Thinking back to our dream openers a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. picture Bon Jovi in this 2022 era opening for Metallica, or co-headline it probably be. Well, you know, I almost did that. It's like, you going for Sandman, Jeff? No, I'm going for all the hot chicks that want to see John. <laughs> I almost did that for my list. I almost put Jovi on there instead of Iron Maiden, except Jovi and Metallica have shared the stage before. Well, I said Steel Panther, and they've shared the stage before, but I mean like a, a, a tour. I suppose. Not, not just a one-off. And I didn't mean share the stage as far as, oh, we played the same festival. But True. I'm you know metallica they were if i remember correctly for the live earth festival or whatever it was they actually opened for jovi i think at that and that was what i know rob was in the band they only played like is that when they played like three songs at wembley it, it was something like that and i know it was for some kind of earth something and i'm pretty sure i'm almost positive metallica was before jovi I I believe that because Metallica's playing during the daytime in that footage. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe that. In so, and out of love, you know, it's. God, it's a good I, song. I I don't know if it, it would definitely have to be some kind of co-headliner, but I considered it. I definitely considered it. Entertain the crowd for twenty seconds while I plug in my computer to the outlet. Well, I can definitely I can definitely entertain the crowd. Shane didn't come prepared. He didn't plug his computer in, and now it's going to die. Next thing you know it, I'm going to be the only one talking here. I mean, I'm all, I'm the only one talking right now. And I think he's coming back, and there we are. And I'm back. That shows and he's you how back. unproduced and unedited this is. Yeah, I just let our in listeners... In 100 episodes, have you ever heard me say, hey, entertain everyone while I get up out of the chair, make a bunch of noise in the background, and plug in the power cord? Yeah, once. It's called the I-90 episode. <laughs> oh, you're referring to Sturgis, Shits, and At the sheds. come and go. Yeah. <laughs> At the come and go. Nature called, dude. Nature did call. That is true. That was a great episode. <clears throat> that's when we were going down I-90 eastbound. Yeah, I think that's when Bill picked up the mic and started talking a little bit, tried to entertain the people while you were going poo. Bill's like, uh... I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk. Uh, we've got a um, we've no. got a merch drop coming up, I think. And um yeah. Like, dude, you know about the merch <laughs> drop. You're the one that set it up. You should tell everybody, hey, we got That's a merch true. drop. Listen up, people. I kind of like this babble. He's good, at the beh- he's good at the behind the scenes thing, but then we put a microphone in his face and he's like, uh <clears throat> That's true. There's a lot of times when you and I record where I have to clear my throat. And I'll hit the mute mm-hmm. button on my mic like I just did with it. <clears throat> but since this is so uncut and unedited, I'm not even going to edit that out or fade it out. You know, we're going to do a little in pod in podcast for all. See, I can't even speak correctly. We're going right. to do a little in voting for all. Okay. Because I'm really curious to know what our listeners think. Because obviously this podcast, it started off as a project for us. But now I really feel that it's moving towards... It's for everybody. It's for the listeners. It's for the guests that come on. It's for you the know, kids. It's, it's for the kids. So I want people to know. Do you prefer Jeff's current BMW to Shane's <laughs> dream Tesla Plaid? <laughs> the the manual three series versus the Tesla Plaid. Here we go. 
That'd be close. I mean, I would go with the manual just because. You just said I mean again. This is racking up. If 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 people write into him podcast for all at gmail.com, tell us how many times Jeff said I mean. And I actually want to get, know. And to get back to the in voting for all, what is better, having an uncut real version or having the processed version that you guys have been hearing for a hundred episodes? I'm genuinely curious. Do you guys like to hear what it sounds like? Or do you want to hear what it sounds like? And when we say uncut, we mean uncircumcised. Uncircumcised. I bet you <laughs> I, I bet you there's a lot of people that really don't care that I say I mean and you say um and I say like. Because that's us. That's just who we're, we are. We're, we're cool. People think I say um because Lars says that a lot in interviews, but I'm not trying to sound like Lars. I just mm, He's he, he um, says um because he doesn't he doesn't know what he's gonna say next. <laughs> Yeah, I think him and I both have that <laughs> that problem where we don't like silence or crickets or dead air, so we say um to just keep the sentence going. That makes sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. You ever, I hate the saying you have a frog in your throat. I fucking hate when people say that, but that's what I have going on right now. Well, then just tell everybody you got a bunch of shit in your throat and you got to clear it out. Be a real phlegm. one. Flem. Can you spell phlegm? F-L-E-M-M, like Fleming... Rasmussen and Fleming Larson, both Metallica <laughs> crew members or producers, uh, producer and crew member, I should say. Oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> I seriously can't clear this. And I, I'm all out of my favorite sparkling water, which is cherry bubbly. How many of you guys can spell phlegm out there? Phlegm. <laughs> it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is. In voting for all... What are we talking about again? Oh, uncut, unrehearsed, no set list for the show, or overly produced episodes. Yeah, do you want Garage Days re-revisited, or do you want the Black Album? That's basically the difference there. That's a great way of saying it. Do you... Do you want Greg Fiddleman at the knobs, or do you want uh, Johnny Z in that studio in Rochester, New York? You'd be surprised how many people are going to go for the organic route. They like beef jerky. I love beef jerky, but I I love the beef jerky that you and Pizzle don't like. The non-organic kind? <laughs> you like that old Wisconsin shit, and I like the... The Jack Links and the, and the Slim Jims. Hey, I do like Jack Links, but Slim James can go, dude. You said Slim James. Not Slim Jim, Slim James. I feel like James right now in a year and a half when he's telling Lars, my throat right now is really fucked up. I want to ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. Well, you, you kind of sound like him. Sound like a trucker. I'm you know, voting for the... It's tough. There's episodes where we put a lot of TLC into the editing, mixing, and so-called half-ass producing. I wouldn't call and it half-assed. What's I, that? I, I wouldn't call it half-assed. I, I I think you do a pretty damn good job. Oh, there's been some weeks I've put in some serious burning midnight oil hours to make it pretty polished. See, we're back to another bittersweet option for you because it's true. Do you, do you pick the option that requires you to do a lot more work, or do you pick the one it, that you can just kind of put matters, it out there but, for the world? It, yeah, but it, every week it, it's different because. It's a hard question to answer. I, I like it, when you and I babbled forever when we were waiting for them to come on after the Super Bowl. Remember that one? That was a good one. And we got into a huge kiss rabbit hole. 
You see, that's kind of what's going on right now. We, talked we, started, about bon talking, we yeah. started talking about Bon Jovi and circumcisions. Can you hear, can you hear my chair creaking? Yeah, I can. You hear that? Yeah, I thought maybe you might be able to hear mine, but it's not squeaky enough. Oh, if you hear that spring, I have to edit that out every week. That's how much I mix the show so you don't hear my chair spring. So that's what I want people to write in about. Do you guys, hearing his chair right now, does that bother you at all? I don't think it bothers anybody. I think it bothers you. It does. (laughs) (laughs) There's certain weeks where I'm a goddamn perfectionist, anal retentive crazy man mixing the show i admire that about you and i respect it and it's a lot of work you do a great job you get rid of all my stupid little you know i means and all that stuff i you love know, it i mean you, you know, know i you know maybe like but every podcast that i listen to sounds very raw and i think that's what we're you know we're capturing that right now we're getting that raw just in the moment feel i like i like in the moment in this but moment. I like knowing that <laughs> 20,000 people listening to Phil Toll is a decent piece of, what do you call it, interview. They're all, they're all decent. <laughs> well, they're all decent. They're all fun. Like Bubbles would say, decent. Decent. Fucking decent. <laughs> like you can't have Chloe Trujillo on and Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves and have it sound like shit. Because Chloe had a squeaky chair, but when you listen to Chloe, you don't hear that chair. Bam. Take that. I listened to Full Sun Podcast with Donald Trump on it, and you could hear the stuff in the background for that. You could hear people talking in the background. Like the Secret Service? (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't listened to that episode, you should take a listen to it. It's quite amazing. I have not. I can't believe. He had a lot to say. I can't believe that. I can't believe someone got him on a podcast. And it was funny because it was Dana White that referred him to go on that podcast. He's like, oh, my my good buddy, Dana White. <laughs> I believe that. Maybe we should call Trump up. I'd love to have him on. Trump, Chevy Chase, Dave Mustaine. That'd be an interesting conversation. It'd be great. A round, round table. We'll do do a little confession. We'll get Phil in there. Phil, tell tell Trump how you feel <laughs> trump tell phil how you feel <laughs> well you know he's 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 a big la rams fan Rams super bowl champs wonderful people tremendous you gotta respect them i mean the the greatest the best champions los angeles total shithole but great football team <laughs> great football <laughs> that deserves a golf clap i do an okay donald that was good. That was really good. Donald. <laughs> Try coordinating all of them at once so it can be a five, six way video conference call. Atva. Something um, tells me the Secret Service have their own screen and they monitor that uh, chat as well. Yeah. And I'm guessing cool. that, that we might have to potentially send a draft of what it's going to sound like before we release it. I wonder. That makes me wonder because it doesn't you know what sound. What that reminds me of? What? We're going to give some inside scoop here. We were not able to release Chloe Trujillo's oh, episode right. yep. until it got approved by her people. Her people, yeah, her PR people. That was fun. That was fun finding out last minute and getting that to them in a total rush to still publish it on time. <laughs> yeah, of all the people do you we publish a podcast or do you launch a podcast? Hmm. Or, or probably upload. 
You don't publish yeah. a podcast. I think, I think stupid. I think upload is the right word. That's the right adjective. Okay. That one had to get approved. The, oh, wait, no, it's not an adjective. That's the one that had to get it's, approved. I'm a dumbass. That's not an adjective. It's a verb. You're uploading something. That's an action. Look at me. See? Caught my own mistake. It's only because it's late at night. I'm you must have gotten your education in Minnesota. Hey, I caught my mistake before that was, I... That was good. Before I, I got... to edit it, so that's why we're uncut. Yeah, but you know someone would have wrote in and said, um, he didn't use the proper nomenclature. Grammar police and podcast for all gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. <laughs> we're doing great. We get a, a D plus. In and out of love. Hear what I'm saying. Who opened for him? It was a local band. Oh, that's God, yeah, they lost. I've been so busy this week. I forgot about that. Local band in every city, right? Yeah, they let a a local band people vote on it. Uh, They were kind of heavy, actually. I don't really remember the name. I want to open for Jovi. (laughs) Right? I mean, there was still a good 8,000 people, 10,000 people. I don't care if there's eight people. I just want to play Excel through a full fucking PA. That's what I told my uncle. I said, I've technically played in front of more people than the Excel can hold in my life multiple times. But... I've never played in an arena, so it's not the same. <laughs> it's just not the same. I want the arena feel and the just the environment. Mm-hmm. You and I have played to big crowds, but they've all been outdoors. Yeah. And it's not the same because that's just a football field of festival people. Not 20, that it sucks, but it's... 25,000 people is fun. Yes. But when it's outside and it's just a sea of people, I want to see people all the way up the sides as far up as I can see because I the arena is so up tall. to my left to section 212. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> this is really sad, but I remember the section numbers at Target Center that I've sat in over the years. I don't know if that's sad. Is It's more impressive. It's sad that I remember those details because that's just how my mind works. I was row 21. At Jovi on the floor, dead center. That's solid. It's close as fuck. I couldn't tell you the section numbers at Excel. I could tell you the section numbers at Target because I don't know why that's monumental with me, but I re- I fucking remember them. I think it's because back in you know the glory days, mm-hmm. I actually had the actual Ticketmaster stub, right? And it and tells it was, you what your seat is, and it section. was on my wall, and it's in my collection of shit. And it's like, oh, the load tour section two twelve, oh M two K section one thirty two. And that's you know, exactly what they are. For our listeners out there, you know, we put out our little collages. I think for this week's episode, since we're talking about it, because I know I still have some back at my parents' house, we should take some pictures of our old ticket stubs from concerts we've seen back in the day and use that as part of our, our collage. Or, the collage. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool. I think I have my, I might even have my St. Anger ticket stub. I'm pretty sure I do. That's actually an cool. orange ticket. That'd be pretty cool. Is it the orange one? No, mine was... Ticketmaster? Yeah, it was just Ticketmaster. Why is it... Can someone write in and tell me how to turn my cooling fan off in my laptop? Yeah, how do you turn your cooling fan off so it overheats and then shuts off while we're in the middle of an episode with Phil Toll or with Chris Dave Jericho? Mustaine. <laughs> with Dave Mustaine, yeah. Dave Ford Mustang. This cooling fan sounds like a jet engine. It's it's way too loud. Nobody can hear it. I can't hear it. I want it to overheat. 
I'm telling you. I want smoke about, to come out of the keyboard. How about this, listeners? Write in and tell Shane if you can actually hear his fan in this episode because it's not edited, so you, you you can tell us. It's not edited, but when I nobody go back can hear to it. Edit it, and the headphones are cranked. You can hear the fucking fan, and yes, I do take that out when I'm editing. It's terrible. Hold on, let me turn my headphones up all the way right now. Do it. Can't hear it at all. Doesn't sound like a jet. Sounds like nothing. I hear your voice. Or a street sweeper. No. Can't hear it. Dude, I I'm... feel I feel like my my furnace in my laundry room is louder. I can hear that like a motherfucker. Can you hear it right now? There's times when I'm editing where I can hear your air condition kick in. Cause that vent above your head there is your AC. Or oh, yeah. your HVAC, obviously. Yeah. I can, I, at times when I have it cranked and I'm really probably, like listening to your vocal. It's probably the furnace vocal. that you're actually hearing because sometimes I forget to shut the laundry room door. No, it's it's in the summer. I can hear that. I can, I can oh, hear. I can see the air. He's like, I see it's blue air coming out. <laughs> blue. <laughs> like the logo on your car. <laughs> the snowflake. Yeah, just... <laughs> He's like, I see it. You got snow falling from your ceiling, man. And no, that's not mice up in the HVAC. <laughs> Do you want a really random thought that just crossed my crazy thousand mile an hour brain? Fucking right. Speaking of seeing the air, when I was mm-hmm. young, I'm 40 now, which I'm I'm still a kid in my mind. Well, I can th- be. I thought nuclear activity was green like the Simpsons. <laughs> so like when you learned about Chernobyl when you learned about Chernobyl in school yes. you were expecting to see like green smoke around Russia so when 3 mile island melted down and i learned about that that's yeah. out east in in uh pennsylvania yep. i was like where's all the green ooze at <laughs> i seriously thought <laughs> nuclear what what waste? am I even trying to say? Yeah, nuclear waste. That's what I'm trying to say. That was actually yeah, but, like the fucking Simpsons and Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah, you grew up you grew up on a lot of Simpsons, my friend. Oh, I can quote wow. Simpsons like any Metallica banter or any Chevy Chase line, I'll tell you that. Maybe we'll have to do a Simpsons dedicated episode sometime. I oh, love the dude, Simpsons. I, could, I was just I, about I know to South say Park could, better, but not a South I Park fan. De- I love South Park. They piss everybody off. Kind of reminds me of how I used to be. I always just wanted to say and do things to piss people off. And I think that's why I like South Park. I was going to push the limits and say I could probably host a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> I'm that deep and into them. It, that's kind of a stretch saying that. I'd, I'd have to have a lot of notes to pull that off. It's doable, but it would be nowhere near what you and I babble about Metallica like. Simpsons yeah, I, is huge. Simpsons is huge, but I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I could do movies. I could do other bands. I still think that maybe one of these days, who knows, we should do a spinoff podcast and do just a top five list, just all different. Yeah, it's topics. called. You just made the list. You're right. We need to do that. For that one, I'm going to let you edit that show. That'll be easy. We'll do it, and I'll <laughs> hit upload. Twenty minutes. Twenty minute episodes. No tracks. Oh, we, we we can do twenty eight. We can, just shy of thirty. You know, pretend like there's a commercial break in there somewhere. Twenty eight minutes, perfect. Yeah, your average TV show now is what twenty one minutes on a thirty minute episode. I think it's yeah twenty yeah twenty one to twenty four something like that. Terrible. 
Well, nowadays, you know, my kids are always watching the cartoons and I remember you'd have the intro and play, you'd see the episode and go to commercial episode would play. Now it's commercial, then the intro of the episode or the intro right. of the show, sorry. Right. And then another commercial. Right. And then the episode and then a commercial again. It's like they just jam them in there wherever they can get them. Lego Masters is a pro at that. Yeah, they're probably a you know, commercial before or yeah, before it even starts type of people. <laughs> it's on Fox. There's a teaser and then a commercial and then the intro and then back to a commercial back before to a commercial. it even starts. And it's like <laughs> yep. the show comes on at eight PM. Now it's eight oh seven by the time everything gets rolling. Come on. Yeah, and so you actually get isn't that an hour long block technically? Or is it yes. a, Yeah, so you Yes. With commercials, you have an hour long block and you're probably getting what, a thirty eight, forty minute episode, if that? Great show. Terrible host. Oh, get out of here. Don't, now you're starting to sound starting to sound not proper here. Terrible host, Will Arnett. You love Will. I live with someone that loves Will Arnett. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, she doesn't. And you now you don't like Will either? Come on. No, he's he's just a candy ass. He's an actor. They're all candy asses. Look at Will Smith. It's Lego Masters. It's a reality show. You don't need to act around these awesome Lego builders. Uh, if he had no personality, there would be no show. Look I could what, do better than him on that show. Look at what happens when shows change hosts. Usually it goes down. What happened to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire after Regis took a hike? Meredith, come on. Get the fuck out of here. Never a fan of, of Millionaire. I was when Regis was still in charge. Never a fan. Didn't he die? Years ago. Yeah. Moment of silence for Regis. Hmm. What do you think the Foo Fighters are going to do? They, I'm going to try out. Yeah? You're going you're gonna to hit up their management? Say, hey, I got the yep. skills to pay the bills. I don't I pop this. pills. I can wear oh. Van Halen swim trunks that, on stage. Is that too soon? Chevy Metal. What did you, you say, ha- popping pills? Something. Yeah, a little too soon, but truth, reality. He had like 10 different drugs in him. Come on, guys. Apparently, the autopsy said that his heart was twice the size that it was supposed to be. That's not good. Well, <laughs> if you had 10 different things going through your system, your heart would be doing a little overtime running too. There's a picture. He took a, a selfie or something with a fan moments before going up to his hotel. and it Really? It, it's just an eerie picture when you look at it. It's like that video of Bob Saget, like 42 minutes before he yeah, died I mean, in Orlando. I still don't believe like, that he just weird. fell and hit his head on the bedpost. I something, do. do. Something doesn't add up there. He wasn't that old to just kick the bucket. You know how many bedposts I've been tied up to? I mean, hit my head on. <laughs> uh, it happens, boy. Jeff. It happens. Yeah, I've hit my head pretty damn hard, but he had like severe cranial damage. <laughs> so Taylor takes a selfie with the fan outside the hotel and then dies an hour later. Something. Weird. It's but he said though. he was, he called 911 and said he was having like problems. Yeah, chest pain. Yeah, the heart was working overtime. Well, yeah, when your heart's the size of John Candy's heart and you're as skinny as us, that's a problem. Oh, Candy. One of the best. I like John Candy. I like him very much. 
doing the mess around. Do, 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 do. Everybody do the mess around. Name that movie. Is that Uncle Buck? No. Oh, my God. I'm so disappointed in you. I am. I'm disappointed in me, too. Picture him driving a wood-paneled Chrysler doing the mess around. Great outdoors. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was epic fail. I'm slacking. I'm going to send in hate train to our own account for that failure. You can. You can. That well, cuz I I was thinking of some other candy movies like Great Outdoors and Uncle Buck and Remember when he's in that polka band in Home Alone? Home Alone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the polka king. I think they said they were from Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> I always say Sheboygan too when we drive by it. Never even thinking about the polka king. John Wearing Candy that had yellow some coat. He had some great movies though. Oh, Canadian dude. dude Canadian Bacon. He was, Epic. You know what's crazy is he's in JFK. He has that role in the Oliver Stone Oliver Stone movie with Kevin Costner, and it's it's just weird to think because it's such a serious role, but he does such a good job, even though it's not a huge role. True, that's true. I think if you gave me two months, I could try out for the Foo Fighters. I mean, you've got the showmanship, that's for sure. That's could, for sure. Damn sure, I could put on a hell of a show with Grohl. But Taylor is very, I think he's very, I think he was very underrated. Yeah. He's flashy and he's smiling and always having fun and doing stick twirls. But when you get down to his drumming and kind of dissect it as a drummer, fucker was amazing. Well, I will the get songs a lot- are easy, but the shit he puts in those songs is what makes it. I'm decent at tuning drums. I'll get a lot better because if you get in the Foo Fighters, I want to be your drum tech. You can you can pay me a lot less than you'll pay Jimmy Clark. <laughs> you have to set up hot pink drums just like Taylor had on the last tour. Dude, I will set up shit brown with yellow corn flakes in it if that's what you want. <laughs> and I think every show he had a new uh drum head on the kick, on that's the front fine. kick. I'll put a that's new cool. dr- I'll put new heads on it every single day. <clears throat> I'll tune them up. I got this. You got I'll do, this. I'll do sound check for you. What do you charge? Shit, what's what's the going rate nowadays? What does Jimmy get paid? I'll take half of what he gets paid. I don't know. Bill would do it for a laminate. Well, Bill doesn't know how to tune drums. <laughs> At all. Bill doesn't know where Tom Four goes still. <laughs> does he know what a China is? He says it's a country. Is that the one with the red Zildjian logo on it? China. China. <laughs> it's G-I-N-A. Yeah, so we were talking about the China virus. I wonder if Bill's listening right now. Bill's still confused what a floor tom is. Bill doesn't listen. He might. Pizzle's listening right now, but Bill isn't. Pizzle hasn't missed a second. And when you and I were in Destin, Florida, Pizzle said he had some hate mail, and I still haven't seen it in the inbox. Yeah, but he directed it to us personally. It doesn't count. Okay, so sorry, Pizzle. We're not sharing your dirty laundry on the air because you didn't actually write in to a podcast for all at so gmail.com. Put the rusty ram in park and start typing. <laughs> Damn, now you're going to piss him off and he is going to send in the hate mail and then we're going to have to read it. I don't know if I want to read his hate mail on the air. It was pretty it was pretty hurtful, man. Just think the rusted ram has actually made an appearance on a podcast for all, audio-wise. It can again. It can That's again. He can, you can send an attachment with your email, bud. 
Send a I video. Don't know what he's so angry about. I I remember the subject matter, but I don't think it held much weight. I want to say it, but I'm not going to. I refuse to do it on air since he didn't go through the proper channels of communication. Yes, there's only one way to get a hold of the proper hate mail segment. In he seems to think. Right, he seems to think because he's like in a band with us and we share an airplane together and hotel True. rooms and stages and food and beer and like our whole life when we're out on the road. True. He just gets to ask us this stuff in person. How dare you? Yeah, that doesn't work that way, bud. Mm-hmm. The other night in Destin when he wanted to do the Rob, what I call helicopter spin during Seek and Destroy, he almost, he almost fell down. He almost fell and I, I don't think he had that much to drink. And it was like the first two steps. And he kind of looked at me and smiled. And I'm like, what the hell? He's like, it's been a while. I, I heard him. <laughs> I heard him. He was like, but you know what? I give him a big, big thumbs up. I wouldn't want to do that. He covered it. Or he recovered well. I wouldn't want to do that. No, I wouldn't either. You did well, Pizzle. We're just giving you a hard time. Maybe we should remind people that you and I play in one, the only tribute to Metallica, National Touring Tribute Band. And maybe we should tell them when we have shows. We do have some shows coming up here. I think the next one, I know some of us are a little busy for the next couple months, so we're taking a little time off, but that's all right. We got lives. We got things to do. But, you know, summertime, we're really getting back to it. June 3rd, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I love Milwaukee. I do, too. Wisconsin's always good to there, us. That place was nuts at the, I'm not even going to say the venue because it's going to, you know, screw people up. But the last time we played in Milwaukee, it was amazing. Crazy crowd, crazy after show too. Yeah. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> yeah, June third, Potawatomi. Is that how you say that? Casino. Potawatomi. Potawatomi. Don't ask me. I'm not good with Native American names. I I feel like I butcher them. And you'd think that we do well with having names like Shakopee and stuff, but right, especially in Minnesota. Right, but I don't do well with that. <clears throat> June 4th, the next night, the Juice Ride in Dubuque, Iowa. I believe that's a bike rally. DBQ. There you go with your airport codes again. When are you and I going to fire up the old Microsoft Flight Sim and fly a 777 around the pattern? We got to do that. We got to do that. You got to be up in Minnesota, and you don't tell me when you're here. I didn't know you were just here. It was for work, bro. Well, stop working. July 20th, the Midsummer Music Fest in Monaga, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's that's that's, that's the, the one that's that's the one with Firehouse and Sebastian Bach. Yeah, I think Buck Cherry's playing that too. I believe so. There's we, a lot of there's a lot of we're big like bands the pre-party Wednesday or Thursday night, July twentieth for that festival. Yeah, there's a bunch of big bands on that festival. That's cool. There's actually a chance we can meet Sebastian that weekend and ask him about Trailer Park Boys. Maybe we could get him on. Hey, come you on. guys like trains? Sebastian, we want to talk to you about Trailer Park Boys and Metallica. You've Not been Skid to, Row. You've been to both. Right. <laughs> uh, July, never mind. We can't announce that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. August, oh, can't announce that one either. Oh, my God. We can't announce any of the rest. Just let's leave it at that for now. We don't want to get people too excited here. The August 5th one that we can't announce, just we talked about the town 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I pulled up our page just to double check as well. This one we can say. August 6th, we're at the Emerald Theater in Mount Clemens, Michigan. Emerald Theater. We've been to Michigan a lot, but we haven't been to that area before. We've driven through there, but we haven't played there. Maybe we'll get Kid Rock to come out and sing Sabbath with us. 
Did you see Kid Rock had the video of, of Donald Trump at a show the other night? I have seen that. <laughs> that was epic. Make America Rock Again was the video. Uh, leave it, to, leave it to good old Don to make a video for Bobby. August twenty seventh, Sunset Station Casino, Las Vegas, Nevada. I like Vegas. I can't wait to go back. It's gonna be hot in, in August. August. It's gonna be hot as fuck in August, but that's all right. Yeah, my shoes will melt to the concrete while we're walking down the strip. You don't wear shoes in the summer. I'm a flip flop guy. You're you're correct. Good point. I barely see you in shoes even in the winter time. Like it has to be really fucking cold to see you in shoes. Shoes? Come on. Okay. I guess you're not Pizzle. I'm wearing shoes a lot around you, aren't I? Uh we went from Bon Jovi to talking about me wearing shoes. People have totally signed off by now. No, I don't think they have. I think they're just as curious as I am because I in think you wear flip-flops a lot. Shoes. That's the name of this episode, the shoes episode. I like Shoey. my flip-flops. Me and Pizzle are flip-flop guys. I've just never been a flip-flop guy. I don't know why. I like shoes. Um, not, coming from someone that wore jeans in Bahrain. I did not wear them degrees. outside. I did not. You I packed not. pants when we went to the Middle East. I'm like, dude, do you have any idea where we're going? I pa- <laughs> I, I packed jeans for on stage. I wasn't going to wear shorts on stage just because I was in my stage clothes outside and not in... That was after the show that I was in my stage clothes. I've actually barely seen you wear shorts in the decade plus I've known. <laughs> that is such a lie. I brought shorts with the Florida. They were Think in my bag. It. Think about it. How much you wear jeans and it's 80, 90 degrees on tour. I wear shorts a lot in the summer. You you do, but you wear pants more. I wouldn't say more. I just wear more than m- most people that deal with hot weather. It's because the heat doesn't bother me. Wow. Black jeans in Dallas in August. Brilliant. Oh, my gosh. You make it sound like I never wear shorts. People, I wear shorts. I have lots of shorts. I love shorts. Okay. It just it has to be over 80, 85, 80. I don't know. <laughs> we have four shows in October, and we can't announce any of them yet. It's kind of sad, but true. Huh. Well, now I'm depressed. So on that note. October 1st, October 13th, October 15th, and October 22nd, all not yet announceable in my notes from our people. Dude, I have all sorts of things that I'm working on that I'd love to announce to the people of the world. This sucks but... because these shows are fucking awesome. Yeah, well, sometimes we got to keep a secret. I've always wanted to play in our Kansas. I want to play in New Orleans. We got to get down to NOLA, dude. That whole show, I'm just going to call them our Kansas. Arkansas. <laughs> You just want to go to New Orleans and get some beads around your neck. Get some beads. I want to get some fucking shrimp boil and maybe go see some street Bourbon races. street beads around my neck. I thought you were going to go beads around my neck. <laughs> that sounded like sexual like pleasure beads. I was talking about like bourbon beads with a St. Anger theme was, to it. I, I just talking, totally failed with that, by the way. I was talking about Mardi Gras beads. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I wasn't talking about anal beads. You throw the beads, you get a little nipply, just like Chevy in the department store. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. 
In and out of beads. Oh, it's hot in here. Well, you have your coat on. Oh, do I? (laughs) (laughs) How did that happen? Well, it's cold outside. (laughs) That's when he, uh, this is when Aaron Githern needs to chime in. What's the part when he says hotter or hootier or hootie? Oh, hotter uh, than the holidays. Yeah, if it wouldn't be much hooter, hotter. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Classic. Oh, man. Next week, Chevy Chase on a podcast for all. Chevrolet Chase. Well, That would be mind-blowing. Do you think we've babbled these people's ears off enough? With the intro, we're probably at an hour and seven minutes, an hour and eight minutes total running time with absolutely no cuts, paste, pulls, or edits. I'll tell you what, if people can make it through an hour and six of this, I've got all the faith in the world in our listeners. I still want to go down a Bon Jovi rabbit hole and get deep into that one of these weeks, one of these we, days, one of these years, one of these decades. These days, that's a record by Bon Jovi. Came out after Keep the Faith, 1994. See, we've already started the rabbit hole. I got the this. The worst Bon Jovi album artwork. Have a nice day. Oh, stop it. That's the best. A smiley face that a fucking second grader drew? No, it's not. That face was fucking everywhere. It was a symbol. Now that I just said that, I realized you have a belt buckle of that. Used to. Oh, I still have it. It broke. <laughs> It broke. It just dawned on me you had that as a fucking belt buckle. Forever. And I'm like, dude, that record art is terrible. It's a great record art. Me and my uncle were just talking about how great it was because it was so universally just pasteable to put everywhere. That's true. Like stickers and social media and shit like that. Yeah, it was like the Mr. Yuck face. Do you remember those poison (laughs) stickers? But that was cool because his tongue was out and it was like neon fucking (laughs) green. But that miss have a nice day was the red was the nice version of Mr. Yuck. That green on the Mr. Yuck was actually the same green as like the poison 80s Brett Michaels poison band. Yeah. I mean, that fluorescent neon green. Flor- yep. Yeah. I love those stickers. Like those Dean guitars with the green necks. <laughs> oh, they I make, forgot about they those. make the pink ones and the yeah. green ones <laughs> that was some good shit and the whole neck is the same the fretboard everything is the same color god that's fucking terrible It'd be a good I, name for a cover band mr yuck actually is mm-hmm. and then turn that logo upside down so you don't get sued mr yuck maybe we should start hey dude that could be the name of our new podcast forget you're on the list mr yuck you just made the list Sure, that too. Mr. Yuck. Mr. Yuck made the list. (laughs) (laughs) With that green, but the tongue's upside down or the face is upside down. We could make them smiling with a tongue sticking out, or maybe you could just put a middle finger right in the middle like James with the mullet picture. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh, God, yeah. 94 where he's... 94-ish Woodstock kind of era. Yeah, and he has the middle finger on his forehead. It's a great picture. Iconic. I wouldn't mind a big print print of that picture. Of the James middle finger? Yeah, that's like I That would be solid. I kind of forgot about that picture until we just brought that up. It's that's a good one. And I mean the mullet shots usually there weren't that's, really there weren't a something. lot of there weren't a lot of great ones because that haircut was terrible, but that one was fucking badass. Think of a blown up picture like that, bringing that to a meet and greet to get mm. signed. 
that'd be a good conversation piece with him. Because I don't feel like you a know lot he'd of, look at that and chuckle. Exactly. Not a lot of people <laughs> would choose that for a picture. That's true. But if you think but about iconic. it, it's, it is. It's really for Metallica fans, at least, and maybe not to the casuals, but to Metallica fans, I feel like that's a very iconic picture. Met Club, Met Family, that picture is iconic. And when I think of iconic pictures, mm-hmm. yep. what I just said made no fucking sense, but you knew what I meant. I knew exactly what you meant. <laughs> Our listeners might not have, but I knew exactly what you meant. Shane, you just said the same thing three times in the same statement. Yes, I did. That's all right. I said I mean the same. I wonder where your mean count's at. Take a guess. 80. No, I think it's lower than that. 50. I have I have noticed when we have an ultra extra special guest on, you say it a lot. I think it's just a nerve thing. I don't think it's a nerve thing. It's just to make sure that they understand what I'm saying. Because sometimes I feel like in my own mind, maybe I'm not explaining. I'm not explaining. Philosophical. Yeah, you know, I don't right. think... Sometimes I don't think that I explain it clear enough, so I want to make sure. And it probably has a lot to do with what I do for a living because I'm explaining things to people thinking that they'll understand. That's and it's true. about as clear cut as it can be. And then they still don't understand. So it ends up that's being true. this thing where I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, you get it? <laughs> that's that's a good point. When you're just, in, an, in an instructor role, they are repeating and really explaining things to death, literally legitimately <laughs> if you turn into that turn lane you will die yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> insert track seven creeping death and next what was i just gonna say i had something else on the tip of my tongue it must have been kind of stock i'm gonna put you well, in pod or in podcast, in voting for all, <laughs> voting opens early Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with the results on Friday. We are voting for an uncut, unedited, totally unproduced or unrehearsed episode versus a polished episode, correct? I wanna I wanna change how we say that because in the light of our episode and the fact that Metallica would do something like this, you know, load and reload, it's gonna be the circumcised version versus the uncircumcised version. <laughs> okay, which is which? Well, circumcised, circumcised is that's polished. The, that's polished and clean and, you know, cut up. <laughs> Literally. Nothing wrong with a polished cock. I mean. Freshly polished. I'm not I'm not down with, I mean, as long as mine is, I'm not down with someone else's, but, you know, someone else, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'm talking about someone else polishing it. Oh, right. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Jeff and I are, are totally sober. I don't even have a water bottle. That's that's sad. Yeah, I just ran out of bubbly, sparkling water. That's why he had a frog in his throat. It was jumping all around. I feel it right now. It really fucked up. So yeah, polished, unpolished, circumcised, uncircumcised, whatever okay. you want to call it. Load, reload. <laughs> I have to put you on the spot right now. Oh, fuck. Phil already oh. put me on the spot. I was, by the way... I was trying to get Phil in a really light, funny, laughing mode last week. <laughs> it backfired. And button. it didn't happen. I was <laughs> trying. I was. I did not want to talk about Will Smith that long. I did not want to talk about what the 100th episode meant to the two of us. But he just has that way of getting you and I on that counselor couch. And you're there's nothing you can do. You're You're just at his will. I was so trying to get out of that mode, and we just fucking couldn't get to the funny shit. 
I think 3.0 should be one meets Phil. I think it should be all four of us. But that's with, too serious. I, I want... I wanted more behind uh, the scenes laughter. Don't get me wrong; the episode was amazing, and twenty five thousand people by the time it you is listen very listen to it, thanks to Blabbermouth. But I wanted a new twist, and we were still in the serious counseling. Well, phase let's with let's them. let's stay serious because imagine our six hundred thousand plus people get to see or hear one getting broken down by Phil, just the way that Metallica did. Hell, that could go just as viral. That would be. Interesting to say the least, knowing what fellow participants would be in that conference call. Yeah, it would be very interesting to say the least. It'd probably be like a three, it'd be a Joe Rogan episode, it'd be like a three hour episode. I want Phil to get inside Pizzle's head and be like, How come you have not replaced that rusted ram? Why have you not learned that A note in No Leaf Clover? <laughs> and Pizzle, how does it make you feel? <laughs> How do you feel every time you hit the hit the B instead of the A? The what does B it sharp. make you? What does it? Well, you know, B sharp is technically just C. Exactly. C. Uh huh. I, I know this shit for a drummer. <laughs> Pizzle, do you even know where the A note is on the fretboard? <laughs> I know oh, you have four strings, maybe five, and it's a lot to handle. But where's the A at? He's rolling his eyes right now. He's he's in his office or in his truck, going, "Huh, jeez, yeah, these guys." Happy. In voting for all, uncircumcised versus circumcised, putting Jeff on the spot, 101 weeks since this is Babel 101. Yep. What What do you think has been the worst episode? You might have to name drop here, and that's okay because this is okay. reality and very. That's fine. I'm I I'm going to say what for me. Not my least favorite guest, but for me, the worst episode would have been Linda Thomas. Was that her name? Did yeah. I say it right? And the reason Austria. is not not because she was a bad guest by any means, amazing, nice person, but it was a little hard for me to understand her and her connection. <laughs> Internet-wise, I remember was not great, and I really struggled to keep up with that episode because it was lagging so bad on my end. Uh, so for me, I would say that was probably, I don't want to say the worst, but maybe one of the more difficult episodes that I had to had I to remember do. you were struggling. I, I traveled the world for a living, so I could understand her just fine. <laughs> you definitely are around the world a little bit more than me. You can understand accents a little bit better. And who knows, maybe because of where you were, your connection was a little bit better. But for me, it was just it was a little hard to understand her and a little bit. That. A little bit difficult with the internet connection. Again, had nothing to do with her as a person. Not at all. Sweetheart, great guest. Absolutely loved having her on. It was just, it was a tough process for me during the recording of that episode. Mine was the lady that went viral on TikTok, Zaria. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. If you remember right, and this was heavily edited, I could not pronounce her name correctly. I think you, you said it like three or four times and she was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> and right from the get-go, she wasn't happy with me and that that's okay. We, we I, got through it, but the episode was, it got off to a rough start and it just kind of stayed in a, in a I rough felt, area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I felt like it was a little, I don't want to say awkward for you, but I, I could tell you were kind of like, 
well, we have this guest on, you know, she's gone viral and now I please welcome, <laughs> please welcome Zaria. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like Zar- just, Zaria. Zaria. Just, he could, oh man. I could not like. It wasn't processing. What do you call it? I was I couldn't even gain traction. Just spinning in place. The traction control was off. We could not even get off. the episode launched. Yeah, there goes that word again. Launch. There was no ludicrous launch with that episode. <laughs> we were spinning and almost going backwards from the very start. You know what's going to happen now that we both picked female guests? We're going to get hate mail saying that we're a bunch of sexists. Don't say that. No, <laughs> not what it's about. I met Linda in person at the fortieth. Uh, I'm totally kidding. I know people don't see it that way. Now that you brought that up, now I'm going to be thinking about that all week in the inbox. Oh, come oh, you on. guys didn't like women on your show. Eh, eh, eh. I'm Nobody, you. I'm, ca- no, I'm canceling you. Eh, eh. You know, that is an MO for a lot of people, but I truly 100% believe that our listeners are loyal and they would not think some silly shit like that. We are very, very, we're jokesters, man. We like to have a good time. That's what it's all about. I remember Linda telling us her first show scored tickets in the snake pit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like lottery odds. Come on, Linda. Literally, literally. First time seeing Metallica, yep, in the pit. No big deal. That was a good story. Great quite, story. Quite the experience. I could only imagine. I mean, you've never seen Metallica before, and then bam, 10 feet away from them. And then Zaria, or Zaria, <laughs> post her shredding up a storm on that neon yellow Ibanez. She was Just, shredding. She was putting the haters down because she, she was getting a lot of hate mail for that. And then she's like, all right, watch this motherfucker. I'm going to plug in and show you what's up. I'll give her a lot of props. That's someone who had to deal with a lot of shit talking from yep a lot of people that really had no place and no idea what they were talking about. And she handled it well. And she, she used it to the best of her ability, flipped it around. And I mean, look at what happened. Our first female ever on podcast for all, Tiff from Hawaii. With her Phantom Lord her, Chevrolet. I was just about to say her car. Yep. That was badass. That was a great episode. Amanda Hefner, Minnesota Militia. Dude, you remember when their page got shut down because they thought it was a militia? Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Crazy. Amanda runs a good chapter. Yeah, I I see what she does on social media and it's pretty, you know, I give her a lot of props because... Fuck, I mean, it must take a lot of work to organize all the things she does for her chapter. And she does a lot. She does She's at every, like, blackened event there is in the Twin Cities. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Camilla, when we talked to her, she was in Australia. Now she lives in Chile. Speaking of that, the concert next week in Chile is might be canceled because of the venue. Really? The Metallica show. Yeah, I don't know if you picked up on that or not. The wow. venue has... There's something not right about the venue where there's construction or it's been redone. And due to Metallica specifications, they're saying they can't play there. So now there's this petition in Chile to move the concert somewhere else. Yeah. And it's, it, it's close to being canceled. And it's like, oh, my God, those poor people. Let's pull some Wayne's World to go Wayne stock and just set up right. a big field. In Wayne the, stock. <laughs> big, big field and just have Metallica play. Aerosmith can open. <laughs> little stevie tyler action right he's still rocking it him and jp perry mm-hmm. here's an in voting for all for you perry or sambora as far as underrated or just guitar players in general just how awesome they are well fuck I perry's feel like... a legend but he's still not 
Right. So you, you if you're going on a, if you're going on a technical level, then Sam Bora all day. But if you talk about all around rock star, Joe Perry might be the rock stars rock star. Like I feel like he's even slashes rock star. You know what I mean? It's everyone kind of kind of they kind of see slash as the rock and roll icon. I think it might be Joe Perry when it comes to rock guitar players. He's still I mean, he's 70 years old. and He still looks like a rock star. I don't know how I just thought of this. Harvesters of Utah when yeah. we had April on. Remember when she was talking about going to that art class and drawing naked people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is random. That's how my brain works. Well, we've been talking about body parts this evening, so maybe it's not that random. Maybe it was subconscious. Babbling 101 with naked art and circumcision. And it's funny that it's Babbling 101 because we're on episode 101. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What else can we talk about in an hour and 23 minutes of totally unedited babble? And you're going to hear the cooling fan in this episode because I'm not going to get it out of the mix. Hmm. Well, we can't do a song that should not be. So let's pick what is your favorite Metallica song this week? As in which song are you listening to more than any others? I normally don't listen to them a whole lot outside of the band. But now that we don't play as many shows because we're taking a little time off, I feel like I that's when I go back and... Not the song that should not be, but the song of your playlist this week in let's the just, car. Let's just say the song of the week. Yeah. What what song are you feeling? Ooh, it's tough. I haven't I gotta admit I haven't rocked much Metallica this week. I'm on a Or how about <laughs> let's say how about I'm di- still on a Queensryche trip right now. Yeah, I'm I'm not really rocking Metallica this week or last week, but in the earlier in the month, I there was a certain song that I was rocking. And that was Thorn Within, brother. No, that's my yes. song. That should not be. That's why you said that. That's not why you said it. That's literally it's not I a good for- song. I forgot about that song. It is a very underrated song. I think Thorn Within. Jesus, it's got a very Alice in Chains meets the Black Album vibe. I f- off of that album, that might be one of the most Black Album esque songs. Go back and listen to it. You're saying Thorn on Load is the has the most Black Album feel to it. It's very it's, it's very black albumish. It's very loadish, but it has a lot of it has a lot of black squeaking. album feel. Can you hear that? I can hear that. I can't hear I can't hear the the fan, but I can hear the squeaky chair. Sounds like Muppets fucking. Tied to the bedpost, yeah. <laughs> Thorn within you've been rocking out to? I'm trying to think where I've been this week where I've actually turned it up. Like I said, it could be in the in the beginning of the month because I'll admit the last few weeks I haven't really been been cranking the Metallica too much, especially when we had the show coming up. But in the earlier in the month, I was really, well, I suppose this is April now, so I'd say the earlier in in March, I was really digging on Thorn. That was just kind of the go to song if I was going to jam something Metallica esque. The other day we were driving and I actually did crank up and sing uh, Low Man's lyric. Okay. There you go. There you go. You must come in from the rain. It's because load and reload. I fall because I've let go of Jeff Winslow. The sleeper albums that people just like to overwrite. They just don't even understand. In my car, I can't even tell you what satellite channel it is, but it's just called the Metallica Radio Collection. Oh, okay. It's some Tesla bullshit satellite thing but mm. i don't even know who the channel is 
Oh yeah, that channel that kept playing Rob Zombie when we were in Florida for you. That's yeah, you were just in my car. That's the channel that I'm usually rocking to going to work solo and I crank it up. Yeah. It's like every fourth song is Metallica. Okay. But the other day we were driving around and Low Man came on and I cranked it and sang it and Chris is like, shut the fuck up. You ruined you're like, the song. Th- you're like, this is karaoke time. I'm pretending like I'm on Apfa right now. Yeah, you gotta get her in the right mood for her to put up with my my James in the car. Does she sing? Yeah. <laughs> she can does. You, can you answer that on the air? <laughs> she does, but she gets whiplash confused with bread fan. <laughs> and the other day she went whiplash. Whiplash. So it's kind of our little running joke. Whip uh, fan. Whip fan. Well, what bread song? Lash. Did, what song does she actually like better between the two? We're gonna have to have her on the show. She likes so much fucked up shit. It's I think we weird. should. I think we should have her on the show. She honestly likes Ronnie, and that's a serious answer. I mean, that's not a bad song, but it's not a great song. She loves Outlaw Torn. It's a great song. Actually, last week when I was editing Phil's, I was on the couch. I said, "Just spit out a random song right now," and she said, "Outlaw Torn." That's why that episode opens with Outlaw. I realized that I went back and listened to Outlaw about a month ago. Album version, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're an hour and 27 into the babble, and now you're just saying some, that's almost clickbait material, that in a podcast for all hosts, that, that Outlaw Torn is terrible? Album version. You love that symphony. It's the only version that matters. I can't. I have. I have a hard time listening to the S and M two version. I know the S and M one version but that so slide well. Solo is so badass. I know the S and M one version so well that when I'm listening to the album version, I'm listening for every other fucking fill to be a fucking snare fill. I'm I'm looking for all okay. those extra fills, and when I don't hear it, it sounds empty. James even adds an extra outlaw torn that he sings on the chorus versus the yes, album version. I know what you mean. I can't listen to the, it, it sounds naked. It sounds empty. It doesn't even it sounds like the demo version of the song to me. Doesn't I know sound to, stock. <laughs> I know to some people they're going to be like, dude, you're crazy. But I've listened to that song so many times in my life. S and M one version that I can't, I can't go back and listen to the album version. It doesn't work for me. And you're saying SNM two doesn't work for you either? SNM two is good. I'll listen to it. And if I if I want to vary it, like if normally, it's on shuffle, you're like, okay. Right. Yeah. If I wanted to vary it instead of going to the album version, I'll just go to SNM two version to vary it up. Gotcha. But I can't mix in the album version as far welcome, as welcome, the welcome, three versions. Welcome, 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 welcome. James sings that song so well on the SNM two. I was disappointed they did not play it at the fortieth. Now we got Bleeding Me, but just a non-symphony outlaw, I would have been I would have been happy with. It would have been cool to hear just because, but, but it would have sounded the same. Bleeding was fucking badass. I mean, Fixer, even though he didn't sound the greatest, was still cool to hear. Yeah, but now that you hear the edited version of Fixer on your Metallica download, it sounds pretty good. It sounds a little better. There's little pro tools that went on in the last couple months. <laughs> 
Hey, as long as you got Pro Tools, you can fix anything. There's a couple things that got fixed and polished that I was I was okay with. I'm not big into editing live performances, but a few things got polished that I was like, that that's a lot better. Hmm, did we just and hear our people know that? Did we just hear our host say he doesn't like edited live things? What's this? <laughs> what are we doing when we do these episodes? A live show, not a podcast recording video conference. He's like, I'm talking about a fucking live gig. I'm talking about a fucking live gig. You've seen this before, right? <laughs> Oh, dude. We should have banter in Jump in the Fire trivia. Since we just talked about our top five banters. We did. That was a good that was a good one. I think I gotta go and get some WD forty and spray my spring on my chair so it doesn't squeak in these uncut episodes. I think I need to go and get some water because I'm friggin' thirsty. Season eight, episode three, Babble 101. We're out of water. Our Shane and I made the mistake of doing an hour and a half episode without any water. Our springs need WD 40. And I'm sitting on a wood chair. It doesn't need those springs. Are probably circumcised. I don't think it's probably. I think we already established that (laughs) earlier. It already is. And now the people know, but you know what? That's fine. I don't care. And I live with someone that likes Ronnie. Write that down. You guys decide what's crazier that Shane lives with someone that likes Ronnie or that I think Outlaw Torn album version needs to be gone. (laughs) And I'm going to include a Chevy Chase quote and say, I think you're all fucked in the head. I think you're all fucked in the head. (laughs) We're seven years from the Metallica next album and you want to bail out. (laughs) reality dude i swear at this rate <laughs> yep seven more years and we'll get the next record <laughs> well hardwires in 16 so 17 18 19 20 21 22 we're at six now that's so almost enough, like black to load uh stall tactics there so an- another seven years Jesus. that's that sounds about right or magnetic to hardwire that's that was eight I was really hoping Metallica was going to say, fuck it, let's go old school, let's do a record every year, every other year, and just bam, just put out like three records before they're done. Just I'm go telling on a, you. Go on a spree. I, I like your idea. I do like your idea. Kind of like Kill Ride Puppets. Yeah, just bam, four la- years. Last three, go out Sorry, on top. three years. Yeah, like the last three records, even last two, just boom, one right after another. Do a record, tour it, do another record, tour it, farewell it, bam. One more record. The record that's coming out now, Proper Farewell, Thank You, Good Night. It better be... then they come on on podcast for all the talk about all 45 years. It better... 45? You mean 55 by the time we're done? Ah, 45. Five more and they wrap it up. I think they'll stop at 50. No, I don't want it to go that long. I don't either, but let's face it. They're going to. Metallica's my life. I don't want it to go that long. That's a strong statement right there. Five more. Done. I agree, but I don't know if that's realistic. We know Sam Gray agrees with us, too. Sam Gray, we owe a gift to for the blabbermouth question of the year. That's a good idea. We should get him. a Let's get him a little trophy. He has a love-hate relationship with a lot of Dallas sports teams. I'm going to get him a... He hates the Rangers. He loves the Rangers. He loves the Cowboys. He hates the Cowboys. Maybe we should get him a shirt that has the Cowboys on it, but then on the back it says golf clap. (laughs) Didn't the Texas Rangers lose like 100 games last year? Yeah, they didn't do so good. (laughs) 
Hey, by the way, tomorrow night, Minnesota Timberwolves, the Timberwolf playoff game. Oh, yeah, that's why freaking it was crazy busy downtown today. Target Center having a little pre-party. Dude, it was nuts down there. And then First Ave has... T-Wolves having a little party in the playoffs. First Ave was a while. There was a line all the way down the block on both sides for First Ave tonight. The words Timberwolves and playoffs don't go together that often. Yeah, A-Rod's like, all right, baby, I bought y'all. Now make me some money. I saw his jet on Saturday parked over at Signature. I like him. It ain't I no think, hoopty. I think I like A-Rod. Sometimes, sometimes he talks and I'm like, eh, you sound kind of like a tool. But then I hear him, I'm like, dude, you're really smart. He has a Gulfstream 4 that he owns just himself. It doesn't lease it. It's his own ride. He probably bought it from John <laughs> Travolta. Say again? So he bought it from John Travolta. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Travolta also had a Gulfstream 4. Travolta had them all. Who has, a better, seven, who has a better eight. plane, Travolta or Bruce? <laughs> uh, Travolta because he owns it. Bruce because he leased it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we should have a Rockstar Aviation episode. I would love to just All the Rockstars I know and what airplanes they have. Could we get Bruce on and maybe even Johnny oh, T? Dude. Maybe get yeah, A-Rod on. Well, A-Rod doesn't fly his plane. He's hey, no we pilot. He ain't no He's pilot. in the back sipping cocktails with... Uh, I was going to say J-Lo, but that was years ago. Yeah, Benefer or Benefer. <laughs> well, yeah, technically that's them now. They get Jennifer together? Lope, they get they're, down? They're engaged again. They used to be married back in the day, and now they're getting married again. Engaged. Yeah. Come on. Dude, I don't try to see this shit, but I have social media, and it pops up, and I really wish it didn't. I Usually when I see stuff like that, I hit hide articles, so I don't have to see as many articles about actors. Okay. Okay. I, could, I could give two shits about most of the actors. You got to get off that TMZ Entertainment Tonight bullshit. I don't I don't follow TMZ or ET. How come TMZ hasn't reported on a podcast for all yet? We were just talking about Will Smith with a therapist. That's, I that's really, material right there. I really thought. And now he's banned from the Oscars for a decade. Like, come on. Don't care. We could have had viral information here, TMZ. Don't care. I do for a million clicks. I'll sell my soul to TMZ for a click. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the clickable material from this is it's unedited, uncut, and you do not like the track number 14 on load. Not anymore. I used to. God, you need you need more therapy. Yeah, and you don't like Thorn Within. God. It's not a good song, period. I'm going to call Phil. Not a good song. That was filler material from the cutting room floor. Don't you call my song Fluff. It was TGI Friday's flair. <laughs> Terrible. All right. On that note, I'm out. Thank you. Good night. Season 8, Episode 3 in Podcast for all at gmail.com. Go to iTunes. Leave us your seven-star review. You can leave a one-star if you think Jeff's high on all our torrent crack. Mm. And that's all I got. Yep. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> See you next week, man. See ya. Later.
Let's go.